is a message for all my bad bitches. This is a message for queens only. What is up, bitches? You are listening to episode two of the Queens Only podcast. Let me just start by saying if you're listening to this right now, that means that you got through episode one and thought, let me give this girl another try. And I just want to say, I appreciate you for that. This weekend for me was, as some may call it, a series of unfortunate events. So me and my friend had been planning to go to one of the local clubs here, and I was super excited for that. And she tells me there's a party after, and I'm like, let's go. I'm so ready. I'm ready to get out of the house. And I had just come off of a fresh Brazilian, and I had been putting that off for about two weeks. So I've been getting Brazilians for a while, but you can never quite mentally prepare for hot wax down there. You really can't. The ripping, no. So I had been putting it off for two weeks. They kept calling me. They're like, European Wax Center, are you ready to schedule your appointment? And I was like, uh, I'll call you back. But I finally went, finally got it done, over with. So I'm like, well, let's celebrate. I can't just have this freshness all for nothing. So I go to my friend's house. We're getting ready to go. And we show up at the club. And all of a sudden, it feels like someone punched me in the gut. And I look at her and I tell her my stomach hurts. So she's like, oh, well, you're probably just nervous or it's your anxiety because I get that. That happens a lot. So I'm just thinking, yeah, she's probably right. It's probably nothing. So we stay at the club for about an hour. And the clubs, the reason why is the clubs are socially distanced, too. So if you don't have a table, you're kind of just standing in an abyss of nothingness because everyone parties at their tables because they're not just tables anymore. They're full on fucking sections. And if you don't have one, you're just kind of standing there. And I mean, sure, we could have stayed longer and got invited to someone else's, but we were like, let's go. So we're driving back. We're on the highway. And as I'm driving, all of a sudden, I feel as if I'm about to fall out of my car. So I pull over and I puke on the side of the road. That is so trashy and disgusting. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is out. Maybe that's all that had to happen. We pull back to her apartment, open the door, puke again. And in my head, I just want to apologize to everyone. No one saw this, but I'm still embarrassed. You know, whenever... You're in your room alone and you do something and you're embarrassed for no reason, even though no one else is around. It's kind of like when you watch Big Mouth alone in your room. You're watching cartoon characters talk about like masturbation and sex and you're just kind of embarrassed, even though no one can actually see you. That was kind of the feeling that I had at that time. I was embarrassed, but no one could see So that happens. We go back into her house. We're changing before the party. And I'm thinking, well, maybe this is out of the way. Maybe I just needed to kind of relieve myself. And now I'm good, especially because I had ate healthy all day. But then it suddenly dawned on me that I had pizza for dinner. So I have been trying this new thing called healthy living. So I had had avocados, eggs, that kind of stuff. Some people say avocados aren't healthy, but I refuse to believe that because I don't eat a lot of vegetables. And that's one of the few that I like. So I'm going to believe that it is very healthy. So then it suddenly hits me. Well, maybe it was the pizza, but I'm thinking, no, it can't be whatever. So move on. We pull up to the party and we walk in and suddenly it hits me. 
not the not the puking again it hits me that this is not a party there are about 20 people and suddenly my fight or flight is triggered the red lights come on and i'm thinking this is a fucking kickback and if you know me there is nothing nothing i hate more the very worst social setting in my book is kickbacks i have never liked kickbacks even in high school when that was the big thing hated them never went parties yes kickbacks no thank you never went to any well i went to a couple that's how i found out that i hate them and i have some very valid reasons for hating kickbacks first of all the music is always abnormally low i don't know why but the music is never at like full speaker it's still low that way people can converse among themselves and whoever has aux is probably playing some white boy rap and won't let anyone else request a song and you know exactly who I'm talking about. If you're that person, go fuck yourself. Because I want to choose a good song to play that everyone can dance to or at least for the very least sing along to. But you're playing but you're playing some dumbass song probably at 20 volume and it just makes it that much more awkward and pressures you to socialize. Not only that, but if you don't know the people at the kickback, you are not going to have fun. So when I went, I only knew the friend that I went with. So she's talking to all of her other friends and I'm just kind of hanging behind her. You know how little kids stand behind their parents or how puppies stand behind their owners or their parents? I don't know. Some people call themselves dog owners. Some people call themselves parents. Anyways, just kind of huddled behind her. The thing is at parties... People, if they don't know you, they're going to introduce themselves. They're going to get the drunk girls that are going to be like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Shout out to those girls because I love you. They're going to come up to you, tell you you're so beautiful. They start talking to you. Y'all start dancing. Next thing you know, you haven't seen your friends in about two hours because you're hanging out with complete strangers that you just met. At kickbacks, if people don't know you, they're not going to fucking talk to you. They're just going to stare at you from a distance and don't even get me started on the pick me girls that sit on the couches you know exactly who i'm talking about there's one, usually one hot guy and then his semi-ugly friend and they're kind of cuddled next to them and then when you walk in they all kind of stare at you like oh hi yeah what are you doing here those girls so no one's talking to you if you don't know people and the dress code for kickbacks is always so non-existent you are either completely overdressed or there's people in big t-shirts and slippers if you are me i am always the overdressed person so everyone was wearing these casual outfits and i'm wearing like this crisscross black top that i wore to the club i changed into ripped jeans but they're like the cool baggy ripped jeans so i looked hot but I also looked extremely out of place, extremely overdressed. Not only that, but the drink selection at Kickbacks. Let's go into that. There is hardly ever any good liquor. None. Usually there is only beer for the beer pong tables, of course, and then White Claws. And I'm sorry, but if you think White Claws are a drink, you're the scum of the earth. White Claws are a mixer. And I can say that as someone who has friends who thinks that White Claws is a drink. You know exactly who I'm talking about. But <laughs> they are not a drink. You mix them. You spike White Claws. You do not just drink them by yourself. You cannot get drunk off of two White Claws. I'm sorry, but that is impossible. So what are we going to? The music sucks. 
If you don't know people, they won't talk to you. Overdressed. The drink selection, non-existent. The beer pong tables, usually someone hogs them for a while. I honestly really enjoy beer pong. It's pretty fun. I've gotten I've, I've gotten good. I, I, can, I can do some beer pong, especially since cut pong came on the iPhone. It really gives you some nice practice, some practice sessions. But usually people hog it too, or there's the people who are really bad at it, but just won't leave. They want to flex that they're bad at beer pong. I don't understand that. Also, the guys at kickbacks are always so weird. They're so weird. They're the kind of people that stand against their wall with their arms crossed that are nodding their head to the awful music. And they suddenly come up to you and they're like, hey, so what's your name? Ah, you know, my boy over there. He thinks you're kind of cute. Can he get your snap? Yes, you. I'm sure that everyone got a picture or a memory as soon as I said that. So those are the kind of guys that are usually at kickbacks because there's the people that are throwing it. They're um, all right. And then there's the people who show up that act like that. And everyone doesn't really know how they got invited. Everyone's kind of like scratching their head. Like, how are they here? But I can't judge that because people were also scratching their head. Why the fuck am I there too? Not to mention, there is always, almost never any gay girls at kickbacks which is so disappointing. And that's probably the biggest disappointment that I had when I went there. It's because I looked around and I was like, fuck, yeah, nothing's happening tonight. We're good. I'm going to hang out with my friends all night. We should honestly have a gay girls kickback. Think about how amazing that would be. That would be so chaotic and fun. I'm so here for that. If anyone wants to throw that, please invite me. Please send me the invitation. Everyone will probably have a super good time, and then all of a sudden, everyone will disappear into different rooms. That's probably how it would go, but I think it would be a lot of fun, and I think the music would actually be pretty dope, and I think the drinks would actually be pretty good, and the dress code, (sighs) astronomical. I already know that everyone would show up and show out. That is a very good idea. It is a very good idea I just had. I am going to own the copyrights to that idea. CC that right now. But yes, that is why I hate kickbacks. Most people usually you'll see on their Snapchat stories that they're at a kickback and it looks super fun. And I'm just here to tell you, Snapchat stories are fucking fake. People say that Instagram is fake. I prefer to think of it as a utopia of social media. But Snapchat, no, Snapchat is fake. And I can attest to that because I have, in the past, been at a kickback with some of my friends. I am having the most god-awful time. Bored as hell. And they have also vocalized to me that they are also bored. Then they pull out their Snapchat story, have everyone jump up, dance a little bit, and then post it. And I remember my friend did that, and I was like, dude, that looks like so much more fun than we're actually having. How did you do that? And she's like, I know, right? And so I'm just here to tell you, if you ever get sad watching people's stories and you think they're having a great time, for me personally, if I'm having a great time, I'm probably not posting about it because I'm too in the moment to be recording perfect videos. Or if I do record videos, they're messy and they're not aesthetically pleasing. They just look like I whipped out my camera and put no effort into it, kind of flung it around and there's people screaming in the background. If you see a couple of girls jumping up with some guys throwing up their hands, it's all very well choreographed. It is very much probably fake. Please do not get down on yourselves about that. But yes, that is why I hate kickbacks. I really hope you agree with me on these points, but either way, I agree with myself. 
But I know that y'all are tired of hearing about that weekend for me. Also, it turns out that I had food poisoning. That's what it was. So I had to call it a work for the next two days and I had to pop Tums. You know how embarrassing it is to keep Tums in your purse? So embarrassing. This is a shout out to all my people with IBS. I feel you. I know what you're going through. You are heard. Anyways, moving on. So I'm sure you saw from the title of this episode, this is the bad bitch guide. Welcome, my bad bitches, or my wannabe bad bitches on the verge of transitioning to becoming a bad bitch. So I am going to kind of release what I think makes the baddest bitch out of the bitches. And the number one thing, and I'm sure you've heard this before, is definitely going to be confidence. That is the number one thing. People tell me that I evoke a lot of confidence. I guess it oozes off of me. I don't really know where they get that from. I am confident, but I am also very insecure. When you have anxiety, you there's no way your confidence is ever going to be at 100% max. But you have to fake it till you make it. Some people may tell you, no, do not fake it. That's not what you should do. Yes, you fake it until you believe it. You have to always do that. For my friend, she was swiping through Tinder the other day. She swipes right on someone and it doesn't match. And I'm like, oh, well, they probably just haven't seen your profile. And she tells me, no, they probably swiped left on me. No, you make yourself believe that they have not seen your profile yet. So you have to lie to yourself until it becomes of yourself. Because when I meet a confident person, I am automatically going to put them on a pedestal Just because their aura, their mannerisms have already set them on the place themselves. It's kind of like when you respect yourself, other people are going to respect you. When you have confidence, people are going to automatically think of you higher than you actually are. It's just how it goes. And some ways that I would think to fake having confidence, that way you believe it would just be to remember that unless you are a March Aries, (laughs) you are probably not perfect. And no one really is. And you have to keep believing that. No one I don't want to say no one is perfect because that sounds so cheesy, but let me word it this way. Everyone has flaws. And when you recognize that, it makes you feel so much more comfortable being yourself and approaching new people. Because, and this may sound kind of fucked, but what I do is if I'm nervous around someone, the first thing I do is pick out a flaw that I want to notice and then automatically we are on the same level playing field. So let's say I meet Sally. And Sally, uh, her shirt and her skirt just do not match. I automatically notice that and I'm thinking, okay, I can act comfortable with her because her skirt and her shirt don't match. It's kind of like seeing everyone in their underwear. You have to remember that everyone has that flaw so you can act normal to them. And one of the ways that I do want to touch on is you cannot hold people to a higher standard. Like you cannot act like people are celebrities and I see that a lot I'll hear my friends going oh my god oh my god it's this person it's this person how should I act how should I act first of all do not give people the hype if you have not met them yet who cares who they are you don't know if they're great do not give people the hype of being someone that is just this great star that they can act like whatever no when I meet people everyone is equal No one is on a pedestal. No one is lower. Everyone is equal. If I met Bill Gates right now, I would talk to him as I would talk to 
my mom, a teacher. I would talk to him like an adult, but I wouldn't be like, oh my God, oh my God, Bill Gates, Bill Gates. No, I was like, hi, nice to meet you. You're Bill Gates, cool. Apple must have been fun to, wait, did Bill Gates make Apple or did he make Windows? Oh my gosh, I am so sorry, Bill. I will, I will figure that out, but I would just act like he was a normal person. Another big tip that I have to being confident is you have to put your best foot forward. Everyone says, be yourself, you can be weird, you can be quirky. That is to a certain extent. I'm sorry, that may not be the healthiest advice, but you have to put your best foot forward. It's kind of how people do on social media. That's why I personally don't think Instagram's fake. I just think it's full of people putting their best foot forward. Because one, let's say that you meet someone and you show your entire weird self. First of all, if you end up not liking them, why would you give them the privilege of fully knowing you? You know what I mean? When I meet people, I definitely know how to act to first get to know them. Then slowly and subtly, they start knowing the real me. And honestly, that is way more special because now y'all have this intense bond and now they know you like no one else knows you. But you have to put your best foot forward. Have you ever met someone who just, they just walk up to people that they don't know and act like whatever. I think the best way of wording this is when someone comes up to you, says something, and your immediate thought is, you don't know me like that. Or when you hear people say she acted like we were best friends, that kind of stuff. You have to put your best foot forward and you have to know how to act around new people, new environments, new social settings. It's about curating the best image of yourself because that's not a fake image. It is just one of your images that happens to be the best one. And then you slowly let them get to know you. Like me personally, I am so fucking weird. I really am. Sometimes I scare myself. I was the type of kid that would do cartwheels in the middle of CVS and make up dance routines to songs playing in Forever 21. I still do that. If I hear a good song playing, I believe me, I am dancing in aisle three. But when I'm introducing myself to new people, hi, yes, I'm Alea. Just nothing weird over here. Completely normal. Because first, they feel comfortable. It's kind of like you're slowly putting up the fishing pole. You show the fish, look at this bait, it's so pretty. Now you're reeling them into the real you. And if you're gonna act super out there, if you choose not to take my advice of putting your best foot forward and you choose to act like whatever, you choose to act as if you have no training, then make sure you look hot doing it, please. If you are going to be all over the place and at least look hot doing it that way they could say oh she was interesting but she was pretty (laughs) so make sure to do that another huge tip this is the biggest one that i have is surround yourself with uplifting people I have had a numerous amount of toxic friendships. It's kind of ridiculous. I have never been in a relationship before, but I have had some very toxic best friendships, which kind of resembled relationships just with no sex, which makes it that much sadder. And when you're around those types of people, your confidence is going to instantly be lower. They're going to be the type of people to tell you you don't look good, to bring you down, to say, oh, maybe 
maybe you should fix this but it's more out of jealousy it's not because they're being sincere and want the best for you they're the type of people to where if you ask them what shirt that you should wear they're gonna tell you the uglier shirt because they don't want you to look better than them you do not want to be around toxic people like that because you are never going to evolve to your full potential unless your crowd is at their full potential who you hang out with is definitely a reflection of you when i was younger i did not used to believe that because like i said i was in toxic friendships and i always thought well i know she's not that great of a person i know she can be mean i know she can gaslight me i know she can be say these hurtful things but i'm not like that but in reality i ended up telling myself them too and even now some of the stuff that was said to me from those people it still rings in my head all the time i had one friend she was the reason not the full reason but she definitely encouraged why i didn't come out for a while is because when she found out she would call me the f's slur and it made me feel that much worse about myself and if I'm hiding I can never reach my full potential if someone's bringing me down I can never soar when that friendship ended I made so many more uplifting friends and I realized it definitely is who you surround yourself with and if there's a point in time to where you're holding on to someone just because you feel as if you have no one then that shows that you need alone time it's okay to not have those close bonds because what ends up happening is you end up working on yourself and you end up attracting your tribe you're never gonna be alone forever it's true the only way you can possibly be alone forever is if you never leave your house you're going to ultimately find someone for you whether it's a friendship a relationship your parents your siblings so never feel as if you are tied to people who are going to be bringing you down you have to be owning who you are and you have to own your uniqueness that is one thing that i always notice about people and i think it's one thing that also builds confidence is don't act like everyone else don't be a basic bitch have something unique about yourself if you have cool colored hair own it if you have a septum piercing own it but you have to own who you are make sure that you also embrace your uniqueness my friend casey the way that we became friends was she started working at hooters and i saw her from across the room this sounds (laughs) this sounds like i wanted to hit on her but we're just best friends but i saw her across the room she has like jet black hair and she has a septum piercing she has another piercing on the side of her nose and she just has one confidence it's just radiating off of her but she also has like this i don't give a fuck attitude which i love when people have i also love monotone people monotone people are so funny to me and she's very monotone and that is something unique about her and it makes you stand out so have something unique about yourself it doesn't have to be piercing doesn't have to be tattoos but just have something whether it's a personality trait whether you're good at guitar you're an artist maybe you have a cool birthmark then make sure you own that part because that's how you're gonna stand out have you ever seen a group of people and you only notice one person you may think oh well they must be the hottest in the group no they're probably just the most unique person in the group because everyone else is blending in they don't have to look the same but everyone just has that same overall appearance that same overall aura but the person who stands out is the one who embraces their unique traits and you just want to be a part of that you want to be with someone who's unique you don't want to be with someone who fits with the rest of the pack so also my biggest tip is being bold so people may think oh well you just said put your best foot forward and don't be crazy you know what i mean when i say put your best foot forward i mean don't be off the wall but be bold be unapologetic if you have an opinion 
fucking say it. If you're in class and someone raises their hand and they differ from you and you're just thinking they just said the most fucked up shit, that has actually happened to me before. Um, at my school, we were watching the This Is America video by Childish Gambino. And as you know, that is a critique on American society. It's the, I think I said society, sorry. American society. But it's a critique on American society. It shows the black American experience through the use of his artism and all that. And my teacher, she shows it to us because we're talking about race. I'm the only black person in my class, so I'm already thinking, fuck. So we're talking about race and all that. And this girl, she raises her hand and she goes, the only thing that I got out of that video was that he wasn't wearing a shirt. And this other guy raises his hand and says, oh, well, I don't think it's fair that he did that because America is just great and it's not fair that he made it look bad. So one, they completely missed the point. Two, I'm sure you can already assume some other things. So here's an example of where I thought, should I be bold? Should I be unique? Or should I blend in with the crowd? And I chose to be bold. So I raised my hand and I say, I don't, I'm not rude or anything. I just say, thank you for pointing that out. But I actually would like to highlight the fact that you are the reason why he made this video. You're the type of people that he wants to reach, people who just choose to ignore the other side. So I'm going on on this ramp. The teacher ends class early because (laughs) no one wanted to talk after I did. But that was one of my examples of how I have been bold and how I have been unapologetic with my opinions. And that also helps you stand out. It really does. It makes people remember you. You don't want to just be, oh, the girl that looks like this. You want people to want to remember your name. Here is one thing that will make or break you as a bad bitch. And this is something that every bad bitches should never do this. Bad bitches are not haters. That is the biggest thing. I hate, this sounds funny. I hate hating ass bitches. People who are just so obsessed and consumed in another person's life that they track everything that they do. They critique everything that they do. I remember when I was in high school, there was this group of girls that would pull up this one girl that went to another school. They would pull up her Instagram and just rip her apart. They would go through every picture. Her arm doesn't look good here. Why would she wear this outfit? Then they would go to her TikTok. Why would she make this video? She's so weird. Why is she talking like this? To me, that just means that you are insanely jealous of that person. They are doing something right. They are confident. They are being bold. And you can't stand the fact that they get to live like that and you don't. That is what that looks like. Do not be a hater. Do not give people free publicity. That's what I'm saying. If you're a hater, honestly, all you're doing is hyping up the other person in my eyes. Because when I hear you talking about this girl, I'm like, oh, well, let me go to her Instagram. I look at it and I'm like, wow, she's so pretty. Look at that. You just got her another follower. And here you are sitting doing nothing. Do not be absorbed in other people's lives. Please focus on yourself. Please be better on yourself. And another thing is sometimes... Being confident is going to mean being selfish. And that might be controversial, but you have to be selfish and you have to put yourself first. You really do. And the reason why is because as much as people can put other people before themselves, that is never going to get you anywhere. You have to be selfish because if I'm at my full potential, I can help someone out so much more than if I was at my lowest potential. It's as if you're in an airplane. They always tell you, put on your mask before you put someone else's on because you're gonna help them more if you have already helped yourself. So those are my key pointers 
I would say to having confidence, to faking confidence. Because trust me, once you fake it long enough, you're going to start believing it. I mean, I faked it so long that I didn't even know when I started believing it. People just started telling me, oh my God, I see it. And I was like, oh shit, I guess I did something right. But just remember that no one's perfect. Other people have flaws. Keep lying to yourself. Keep faking it till you make it. Put your best foot forward. Please do that. Curate the best image of yourself and then slowly open up to people because no one deserves to know you. People get the gift of knowing you. It's not something that they deserve. It's something that you are giving the gift of because you're beautiful. You're amazing. You just surround yourself with uplifting people. You're only as good as the people that you're around. Be bold. Be unique. Do not be a hating ass bitch. And sometimes have a little selfishness. You need to get your nails done. Go ahead and do it. Who cares if you have to work in two hours? Get your nails done first and then you can go into work. Okay, don't don't do that. Well, that is the type of shit that I do. And that is how I got ridden up three times at my first job at Agassi. I remember I was on a lunch break. It was a 30 minute break and I left for two hours because I was at the nail salon. But I didn't think that it would take that long. It was just a fill, but whatever. But those are my key steps for the bad bitch guide. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. This has been so much fun. I am so excited for next week's episode. I'm going to be dropping these every Thursday. And to stay updated, go ahead and follow at the Queens Only Podcast on Instagram. Um, All of our other socials are going to be linked through there. And you can also follow my personal account, Alea Antoine. It's like that on all platforms. Instagram is my favorite platform, honestly, out of all of them. I like to keep it simple and classy. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening, queens. I love you all, and I will see y'all next Thursday. Bye.